Well, hey, girl, welcome to She's Doing Big Things. I'm your host, Alicia Lee, the original she, top income producer, freedom advocate, serial entrepreneur, winner of all the things, world traveler, and now digital nomad. I've lived my entire life feeling a little different, dreaming a little bigger, doing a little more, and believing I was destined to have it all. So I can imagine if you're here, you get it. You're a dreamer, a doer, an entrepreneur, so you're ready to set some big goals and smash them. So with that in mind, let's freaking get started. and welcome back to another episode of She's Doing Big Things, the podcast for multi-passionate entrepreneurs who are ready to own an empire that encompasses all of their profitable passions. So just in case you didn't know, my name is Alicia. I am your host and I am the explorer of all things and head multi-passionate biz babe around here. So let me just say, yes, I think I've done it all, I've seen a lot, and I love to create successes from startups and help scale-ups become empires. So that's a little about me, but today is a guest episode, and I am so excited to bring her on. I think I say that every time, but literally, I love the connections that I make with these amazing women. So with that, let's talk today about something that I haven't done literally at all and yet I know by the end of today's episode I'm going to understand why I should be doing it. So let's talk about the topic of the day which is SEO which if you're anything like me does not sound like the sexiest of topics right? But what if I told you that SEO was one of the single most important ways to ensure that more people and even more ideal people found you, find you, your website, all of the things you do, your content, all the things, and thus they become the raving fans that you desire and the paying clients that you deserve. Sounds Pretty freaking sexy, right? We just turned that around in a couple of sentences. So let's keep that in mind as I bring our guest on today, who I must say is one of the most supportive and interactive women I've had on my podcast to this date. She literally likes all of the posts, follows everything that the podcast does, knew exactly what episode she loved in our episode database, and she is always showing up to lovingly like the content we produce. So let me just say, I love having people like her in my sphere, and I know 100% if you connect with her, you are going to enjoy just the way that she shows up in this world and her support of you and your endeavors. So let's talk about Julia, who I must say is quite the multi-passionate entrepreneur, or should we say multi-passionista herself. So she is an SEO consultant and Pinterest strategist for creative small businesses. Her goal is to make SEO and Pinterest strategies approachable, and isn't that important, and easy to implement for all small business owners so they can reach their ideal clients organically. We all need that, right? She lives in Philadelphia with her Siberian Husky sidekick and her brand new husband. So let me just say, 
from all of the CEOs out there, congratulations on that. She loves that her business allows her to have a flexible schedule and to travel when she wants as she runs a travel photography site on the side. Photography babes out there, listen up. She is also currently in grad school, if that wasn't enough, for history to study the Viking Age. So let me just say, as soon as I read this, I personally just want to thank uh, Ragnar Lothbrook out there for my Viking interest. And any Viking fans out there, you get it. So let's just go ahead and bring on this passionista herself. Miss Julia, how are you today? Hey, I am great. I have to say, I am such a fangirl of your show, and I think you do the best intros. So I'm definitely going to have to save this episode and like re-listen to your intro of me whenever I'm having a bad day. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it so much. I definitely put a lot of thought into bringing on guests because I know how valuable your time is, how valuable our listeners' time is, and I really want them to know just the greatness that you are and then also for you to just feel great as we go through this. So thank you. I love that. <laughs> So let's dive into the very first thing that comes to mind for me personally regarding SEO. First of all, what is it? <laughs> and second, why do you think it seems so complicated for so many business owners? Yeah, so SEO stands for search engine optimization. So in like super basic terms, it's just getting your website optimized in order for Google to understand what it's about in order to rank you better. Um, so it seems really complicated for people because Google can be quite a mystery. They do always have algorithm updates. They had some two pretty big ones in the past year. Um, but also SEO is like a combination of a ton of different things. So it can be like website development, copywriting, user experience, content creation, and then some like more specific SEO things like keyword research. So it's kind of just a combination of tons of like technical things and then also like writing. Um, so I think it's just very overwhelming for a lot of people because there are so many different moving pieces. Yes, absolutely. So I definitely feel that. I definitely understand that. I know in my bleak and small research around SEO, I ran into a guy named Neil Patel who um, basically made it sound even more complicated and so I stopped <laughs> listening. <laughs> so I'm so glad that there are women out there like you who are making this simple and creating a message that this really is easier than it looks and easier than it probably seems. So now you mention in your uh, bio to me that this is a scary thing sometimes for people, SEO. So why do you think that is and how do you help them kind of overcome that fear and get it all organized and set up? Yeah, I think it's just very overwhelming um, because like, like I said, there are just so many different pieces that are involved. It's not fun for a lot of people. Like Instagram can be fun. Um, I also do Pinterest and Pinterest can be fun because you get to create all these cool graphics and things. But for a lot of people, SEO just is not fun. Um, but yeah, the way that I really work with people to overcome that fear is to break down everything piece by piece and really only focus on the easy strategies. So like you said, like Neil Patel, he has tons of great information, but a lot of it doesn't apply to small businesses. Like you don't really need to know a ton of the web development things or tons of different things with the website 
design. Um, so I really focus on like taking, you know, the information from people like that only small businesses really need to know, because even if you don't, you know, have the absolute perfect website and, you know, you Google loves every single one of your blog posts, even if you just focus on some really easy, basic strategies, it can make a huge difference on you know, ranking better in Google and really reaching the people that you want to reach. Mm, I love that. Yeah, because there is such a difference between talking to large corporations, talking to mm -hmm. medium-sized businesses, and then talking to the solopreneur, right? The biz babe. Yeah. Or maybe she's got one or two teammates who are kind of helping her along, a VA. Maybe she's even getting to that OBM point. But at that point, you're still not, you know, Neil Patel messaging <laughs> might still be way over your head, even for your team's head. And so I think it's so important to really make it actionable and bite-sized so that people can kind of digest it in little parts, right? So what should we focus on in SEO setup? Those of us yeah, who are yeah, definitely- you don't so, need to know every single thing. Yeah. So what should we focus on those of us who are, you know, solopreneurs, Maybe we've got a couple of teammates. We're just a mini, a baby biz, right? What should we focus on setting up and how do you help people through that process of, of creating that? So when I work with people, I tell them, you know, make sure that you really focus on exactly who you want to reach and how you want to serve them. Um, because this is where like SEO can be really different from like social media because social media, you could have so many different types of followers, people who, you know, maybe can't afford your services or people who might not even be interested in your services, but they just, you know, love the you know, attitude and everything that you bring into the business world or like different advice that you have. Um, but SEO is really important because this is how you can reach people who are ready to give you their money. Like, you know, they are ready to hire you for the services that you have. They're looking specifically for your services. So this is where, you know, SEO can be really different from social media. So this is when people get a little intimidated because it doesn't get as, you know, fun as like social media where you can just, you know, post some fun infographics or like an inspirational quote. You really need to like narrow down and focus on who you're trying to reach and how you want to serve them. So once you kind of have that figure out, that's going to help you with a lot of the different aspects of SEO. So that's going to help you a lot with like doing things like keyword research, because if you get to know who your client is or who you want your client to be, then you're going to know what their search words and, you know, with your services or your blog posts or something like that. So that way, when they're searching for those keywords, you know, your site is going to rank well for them. And keyword research is also going to help you with things like checking out the competition and things like that. Because if it's, you're trying to target some really broad keywords, like if you're just trying to target life coach, <laughs> that's very broad. And there's some huge websites that are ranking really, really well for that. So once you kind of have your keywords in place, it's going to help you with your website copy. Because again, you'll know, you know, the pain points that people have. You're going to know, you know, why they're searching for your services. And then also doing things like filling in title tags and meta descriptions. Again, it all goes back to who you want to be reaching. So you can write the language in the meta descriptions to really capture your ideal client's attention. Because like if you're, you know, ranking well on Google, that is when they see your site ranking, that is the first impression that you're going to make. So if you just have a really generic meta description, just like maybe listing out your services, that's not going to speak to them the same way as, you know, if you can really pinpoint exactly how your services are going to help them in their business or their life or whatever it is. 
And then also making sure that your site is just very easy to navigate. Everything's very clear. A lot of the clients that I've been working with recently, um, they haven't had a lot of calls to action or any calls to action on their pages. So, you know, maybe their homepage has some information about their service. But once you, you know, on your homepage or about page, whatever, you need to be leading them to where you want them to go next. So if you mention your services on, you know, your homepage or something, you want to have some sort of button to lead them to your services page or your contact page or something. You really need to be leading them around your website and make it really easy and really clear. So um, that was a ton of information. But the way that I help my clients is kind of going through all of this information with them. So I first start with SEO audits. So I'll go through their site. I'll see, you know, maybe where their copy isn't clear, where they're not using strong keywords, um, check out things like site speed and their navigation. Um, so I really break it down into all these different pieces. And then I'll make my recommendations for what they should be doing, what types of keywords they should be targeting, how they can improve their website copy to really be you know, speaking to their ideal clients. And all of this goes back to, you know, ranking really well in Google is great, words that your clients are looking for, because you want to be building up your business and, you know, really reaching people that are ready to pay you, because you don't want to be ranking Google just for the sake of ranking well in Google. Mm, absolutely. So talk to me about the multi-passionate entrepreneur. I know that this isn't a pre- pre-designed question, but you're talking a lot about focus, which to me, you know, also within the coaching world means niching, but I've been trying to kind of distinguish the difference between the two, right? And how you can be multi-passionate and niched or and focused at the same time. So what would that look like for somebody who has maybe multiple client avatars or multiple businesses? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I have a couple different client avatars because I have a lot of people who come to me and they, you know, really need help with their website, but they might just have different offerings for them. Like I have lots of different products or a freebie or something like that. Then someone who's been in business for a couple of years, they're ready to really grow their website. And they're like, I don't have time to do this. Take my money and you take care of it. Um, so those are two very different people. I will say if you have like tons of different services like if you have more than you know maybe five services five like general services that might be a little bit too much <laughs> because people might come to your site and then just be really overwhelmed with your different offerings it could be confusing google if you just have tons and tons of different information that might be conflicting or something like that mm -hmm. so i will say it is helpful to kind of niche it down at least some but if you do have a couple different services like i you know, I offer SEO and Pinterest services, and while they are similar, they different people are searching for them. So I do have different pages set up for those services specifically. So that way, once they get on my website and see to that specific page that has all the information they need about that service. And then also that helps SEO because if someone is searching specifically for Pinterest services, my Pinterest services page is going to rank well rather than like my, you know, general homepage or SEO services that they might not be interested in looking at. Um, so there are some different ways that you can do this if you have some varying, you know, avatars or different services. But I will say try to make things as clear as you possibly can and try to niche down as much as you can. Um, 
if, again, if you have like a few different services, that's totally fine. But if you have like 10 or 20 different services, that's not only confusing Google, but that's probably really confusing people who are on your website. Mm, I love that advice. Yes. I feel like a lot of us who are very multi-passionate, there's at least an over-enveloping idea, right? Like, I really love aesthetically pleasing things. I love helping women create amazing outfits. I love helping women with their brows and lashes as a brow and lash artist. And I also love helping women create beautiful businesses, right? You know, it brings everything together in this beautifully designed and authentically aligned position in both business and life and how I operate in and around my website and social media. But I do know that it's also okay to be you if you are a multi-passionate entrepreneur out there and the best way I believe to make sure that everything is incorporated but also that is cohesive is to have a coach or to hire somebody to look it over and make sure that all of it looks cohesive on the outside right you know as the entrepreneur you're staring at it from this microscopic view but as a coach you're getting to see the 10,000 foot view of what it looks like on the outside from other people from clients from uh, consumers and all of that so yeah I, I mean I have a coach and I have someone like I just recently launched my website, well, relaunched, I should say, a couple months ago. And I had people go in and they like, you know, even found places where I wasn't being clear or like I didn't have a good keyword or something like that. So even though I do this like every single day for all my clients, I still need to have someone come in and check my work. Mm, exactly, exactly. And I think it's really um, nice when coaches or consultants have one-offs or deep dives or um, just a you know a one-time service where they can come in and do that. So if you're a coach or a consultant out there right now and you don't have that in your repertoire, I know personally, I love hiring people for a one-off just to bounce ideas off of them or to get um, information or feedback really quickly or even over 60 or 90 minutes to dive into that one specific part of your business where you're kind of lacking or confused or really just want clarity, right? And so I love, 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 love those as layers of service. So if you don't have one, might want yes. to put one into your, into your service base right now. So let's say I have a big blog. How would my blog SEO be different than the SEO set up for my website? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so for blogs, it's the same general concept as, you know, your website SEO. Like, you still want to make sure you're doing keyword research. You don't have, you know, massive photos on your blog post that are slowing things down. You want to make sure that you fill in your title tags and meta descriptions. But one reason that I really love blogs for an SEO strategy, especially for, like, solopreneurs or small businesses or something like that, um, is because it allows you to focus on some more broad keywords and some different topics and get all the time. Like I just had someone um, that I was talking to last week about it, where she wrote a blog post. Um, I think it was about website design or something, you know, on that related on that topic. And someone was looking for an answer that she had written about in her blog post. They found her through Google. And then they re didn't realize that, you know, someone even offered the services that she did for their particular industry. So because she was able to answer their question through a blog post and, you know, kind of highlight about her and her business, she got a new client because they didn't know that they should be searching for her services because they didn't know that they existed. But she was still able to get them onto her site in a different way. Mm -hmm. So 
it can be really great for like, you know, helping people and answering their questions that they might be typing into Google. Um, you definitely want to make sure that for blog posts rather than like your site pages that you have longer content. So at a minimum, like 500 to 700, even better. I need to be blogging every day or even every week. I only blog once a month um, just because I do really want to have great long content. And I know that I can't be doing that every week or every other week. If I can really focus on one great blog post a month, that is going to serve me a lot more in the long run than like just, you know, 200 word blog posts every week or something like that. Um, and then in the blog post, you definitely want to make sure that you are breaking up your um your text with headings to break up the topics. And so it doesn't just look like a big chunk of text and overwhelm people. Mm -hmm. um, you want to make sure that you're focusing on, you know, answering people's questions. Don't just highlight your services, make sure you're really helping. Um, and then also at the end of the blog post, you want to make sure that you're using calls to action to highlight your services. Or if you have a freebie, that's a great way for, you know, people are interested in your content they made it to the end of your blog post. So if you have even more great content that you can offer them and they can sign up for your email list, that's a great place that you should uh, be putting your freebies. Mm, yes, content is king. I love it. The more you can put out there, the more knowledgeable you seem, the more you know, they know, love and trust you and the more yeah. they will hire you, period. Yes. So what are the key elements to making sure that you're optimized and quote unquote, the right people are seeing your stuff? Yeah. So like I said before, it's great to be ranking in Google, but you want to make sure that you're ranking and reaching the right people. Um, so there's some tools where you can check to make sure, you know, you're reaching your audience. So um, if you don't have Google Analytics and Google Search Console set up today, I definitely encourage you to get them set up today. Even it has tons and tons of data, but even if you don't want to look at that today, if you wait six months, Google Analytics and Google Search Console don't track any back data. So you want to look at it, make sure you get it set up so it's tracking everything. But they're really important because you can see in Google Analytics um, exactly where people are coming, but you're reaching your local audience so that, you know, people in like London aren't reading all your blog posts when, you know, you're really serving people in Philadelphia. Um, you can see if you're reaching more men or more women, you can see the age range. Um, so if you tend to work with, you know, middle-aged women who are, you know, building their business after their kids go off to college or something like that. If you're reaching a lot of 18-year-olds, that's, you know, not helping your business at all because they're not going to hire you. Mm -hmm. And then Google Search Console is really important because it's, um, a lot of people aren't familiar with Google Search Console like they are Google Analytics, but Google Search Console is much more focused on traffic from Google. Um, so it's going to show you the exact keywords that are bringing people to your website. So if you go to Google Search Console and you're seeing that a lot of people are, you know, searching keywords that aren't really related to your services, or maybe they're just really interested indication that you're writing, you know, more on that blog post topic rather than other topics that you've been covering or that you really need to be improving the SEO on your site pages so that way your services pages are you know linking better. Um, so definitely digging through Google Analytics and Google Search Console will give you some great information on who you're currently reaching. So if you do need to pivot and change things on your website, you know exactly how to you know change that so you make sure that you are reaching the right people. 
Okay, I love that advice. I did not even know about Google Search Console, so that is <laughs> amazing. Most people don't. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Oh my gosh, so many tips. So how do you measure or know that this is happening, that the right people are coming or that the wrong people are coming? Do you have like a, a quick tip or um, number that we can track immediately to know what is and is not happening for us? Yeah, so there isn't like a specific number. I would say like if more than 50% of the people coming to your site are not in line with the demographics that you want to be reaching, or if you're you know ranking for a lot of weird keywords that aren't related to your business, that's a really good indication. Um, I would say for measuring this, um, make sure you get Google Analytics and Google Search Console set up today. If the you know information isn't what your you know, updating website copy to really speak to the people you want to be reaching. Um, if you're a local business, make sure you have the you know location of your business on several pages. I actually recently worked with someone in their uh, local painting business, and they didn't have the city that they were located on any pages. So it's like, no wonder that you're not ranking well in Google for this location because you're not telling Google or people where you're located. Mm -hmm. um, so make sure that you know you have everything in line, everything's clear. And then after you make that change, those changes, um, make sure that you go back to Google Analytics and Google Search Console the next month. You can actually compare data from month to month um, or like even week to week, things like that. So that way you can track the changes. Um, so, you know, if you've made all these changes to your website and then you go in and you compare the, you know, two months, you should be seeing an improvement. If you're not seeing an improvement, there might be other things that you're missing, which can, you know, go back to how someone really look at your website and they might spot things that you haven't noticed before. Mm, yes. Okay. So for the brand new biz babe out there, she is not yet a CEO, but man, she's wanting to be. What are the SEO basics that she needs to be aware of and set up immediately? So I would say the first thing is just have a website, even if it's just one landing page, have something <laughs> um, because you can definitely add things. You can change your template. You can even change the website platform. So you, everything can be changed, but you need to have something. And this is important, even if you're just trying to, you know, build up your clientele based on like Instagram or something like that. I can't tell you how many times I have been really interested in someone's, um, you know, Instagram content and like I might be interested in their services and I go to their Instagram, you know, page and they don't have a website listed or they have like an application to work with them like link to that instead of their website. When really what I want is to check out their website. I want to check out their testimonials. I want to see all the details on their services and like having a website, you know, has all of that information in one place. Or like one time I couldn't track down someone's email address. They didn't have their website listed in their Instagram bio and they didn't have an email address on anything. So how to contact you or even what your name is because a lot of times people don't have their names on Instagram. So like, I don't want to be writing an email just like, hey you, I want to make sure I can check to see what their name is before I reach out to them. So have yeah. some kind of website up. Um, and after that, and, you know, after you are comfortable with what you're offering, who you're trying to reach, because that can definitely change this, where I completely change things. Um, so once you are more comfortable with that, that's when I would say you should focus on like your website copy and your design, um, definitely your user experience. 
Um, oh, I did forget to say, as soon as you set up your website, get Google Analytics and Google Search Console set up, because like I said before, it's not going to track any back data. Um, so you want to get those set up you know, as soon as your website goes live, so that way you're starting to you know, track all the data as soon as your website is up. Um, then go through, you know, make sure that your site speed is good, make sure there aren't any weird errors, that Google's able to index and rank all of your um, website pages, and then do things like uh, fill in your title tags, meta descriptions, and then start blogging. Perfect. Yes. So for the scaling, layering, and empire building CEO out there, what should she be doing in her SEO connection? Yeah, so once you are more established, um, I would say, like I said, I completely changed who I was helping and like changed up a lot of information about my services about a year and a half into business. Um, so if you've done anything like that, you want to make sure that your website reflects that. So if you've moved from, you know, helping people who are just starting out in business to people who are more established or something like that, you want to make sure that your language on your website is reflecting that. So that way you can, you know, still be reaching the people that you want to reach. And once they're on your site, they know that you're the person for them and they're ready to hire you for your services. Um, and also make sure that you're still checking for errors. If you do make any, you know, major changes on your website, or even if you've just had a basic site and you have really scaled and you're ready to go to the next level, you can hire a website designer. I don't recommend hiring a website designer for people who are just starting out because so many things can change in you know, the first year or two of business. But once you, you know, have things in place and you are feeling good about you know where you are in business that's what i recommend hiring a website designer so you can really have a great custom website that you know reflects you and your services um and that'll really also help um you know if you've had any like weird issues with your site like with any code i see a lot of people who use like free templates on there like with someone who knows what they're doing that can really help take your website to the next level and you know reach even more people that you weren't reaching before Yes, I am raising my hand emphatically on so many of these things because you were mentioning earlier on the, you know, the last question that I asked that it's hard to find people's information. And I know this one specific coach who is a over million dollar earner and she helps so many people, but I cannot ever find out the information for her programs. It's like the most annoying thing to me. I am somebody yeah. who really likes to do research. I like to gather the information before I make a decision. I'm a manifester, which means I need to formulate a moment of clarity before I decide on something. I don't decide in emotion. And so it's really interesting, um, you know, that there are people out there operating like that, but it's also very frustrating for those who want that information. And then the other thing that you said in there is, um, you know, making sure that you have all of these things set up, right? Because if you don't have the the website and you don't have just the basics put together for somebody to be able to contact you, then how are they going to contact you, right? And with so many yeah. people available out there as an industry, it's really easy for somebody to jump to the next person um, and to, you know, bypass your service because it was just hard to get a hold of you. Yeah, and I didn't even mention this before, but that really goes back to SEO too because if you're on someone's site and either 
loads really slowly or you're just like looking for someone's name or email address and you can't find it. So you just, you know, leave their site and go to the next person. Google can see that. They can see that, you know, people are only on your site for 10 seconds before they leave. So you really want to make sure that, you know, you're reaching the right people who will stay on your site and read your content, but also that you're giving them all the information that they need. You make it really easy for them. And that's going to help your Google rankings because if, if Google keeps saying that people are leaving immediately, Google's going to think that people aren't interested in your content, that your website isn't good. So then you're going to start dropping the rankings. Mm, That is so good to know. Yeah, it's the same thing with social media, right? You want to keep them there longer, which means Mm -hmm. buying paid followers, different things like that. Some of the strategies that are out there that seem like the quick and easy fix are not the way to actually build a business because you're just driving people who don't want to stay, don't want to look, don't want to be there. And the numbers show this huge discrepancy in amount versus interest or amount versus engagement, amount versus time stayed, amount, you know, and so, um, yeah, 100%. I, uh, man, I feel that. I feel that hard. (laughs) I love it. Um, Okay, so now for the lady out there who's like, oh my gosh, I knew none of this, I have none of this, and I need all of this, where can she find you online and what are you currently offering for her? (laughs) I do love Instagram. My handle there is Julia Renee Consulting, um, also on Pinterest at Julia Renee Consulting, and my website is julierenaeconsulting.com. Um, I do have an SEO freebie. It is julierenaeconsulting.com backslash freebie. And that is a complete checklist um, for writing blog posts, all the you know different SEO things that you need to know to get your blog posts ranked really well in Google. This is um, an ebook. And then I do have tons of SEO blog posts and I you know have free tips on Instagram every Friday. And then if you if all of this is just so overwhelming and you do want to just hand it off, <laughs> um, I do offer, you know, SEO optimization services. Um, you can find all that information on my website or just reach out to me. My email is Julia at julianeconsulting.com. Love it. Oh my gosh, girl. Thank you so much for coming on these airwaves and for being such an invaluable resource as you dive into all of your passions, right? We can all kind of relate to that out there. And one of which is such an important aspect of business and connecting in this day and age with your ideal client online. SEO rules, my friends. I am just diving into it. I'm just starting to learn more about it. I'm definitely going to grab your freebie. I'm so excited to see that. So I just want to thank you for being here. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I hope I didn't overwhelm everyone with SEO too much. I promise once you get started, it is a lot easier than you think it is. No, I think that we got just the right amount. We got some definite takeaway nuggets, and it's perfect. So, all right, CEOs. Now, I know you are not a fifth page of Google kind of boss, right? You are one who names and claims that first page gets her stuff in order and ensures that the right people are finding her. Am I right? raising hand emphatically. So with that being said, do you know if you have it going on right now? Are you tracking your data to know who's coming in and from where? Are you maximizing your connection and driving the right traffic and making sure you're the one that gets seen the most by your ideal clients and keeps them there, right? So that, my dear friends, is what SEO ensures. So if you're not sure 
if you're actually doing that, it is time to get with Julia. I'm dropping her info and connection points down into the show notes. Click and get started today. I know I am going to grab her freebie as soon as we hop off here. And I know I, as I update and change my sites into my new branding process, because like Julia said, one to two years in business, you may or may not change a few times. And I know I sure have. So with that, my darlings and dears, it's time for another week to go out into the world, go bigger, drive the right traffic, connect with more ideal clients, optimize all the dang things, and thus make more and live so much freaking freer. Until next time, I love you long time. What is up, my darlings and doers? If you loved this podcast, please don't leave it behind. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button and do us a huge favor. Give us a quick rating. It not only helps me to know where you're listening, but it also helps the new listener to find this podcast and become the next doing success story. So with that, I'm off to do some big things or help one of my amazing clients get her doing list done. Have an amazing day and we'll catch you next week.